Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Phil Putney and myself, we're going to talk about reframing the Social Security conversation or decision, if you will, this week on the show. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. Enjoying this fall weather. So Yeah, see, I'm wearing another one of those colors. There you go. Uh, the red in there now. I guess There's right. some leaves that are getting ready to turn that color. So Well, let's get into this week's conversation, Phil. Let's talk about reframing the Social Security claiming decision. Uh, retirement... Uh, 62, right? I mean, it's that's the, the number. Kind of the general thought, yeah. I mean, it's 65 is kind of what we all think of. And, and you know, right. they kind of put that in place long, long time ago, and it kind of just solidified and became the go-to number. Uh, well, of course, when they did that, you know, people were only living to like 62 or 63. So 65 was kind of like, you know, retire at 65. Better retire you know. and enjoy a couple of years. Then, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, but anyway, let's get into some stats, talk about this a little bit. Uh, it's the most popular claiming age. I think I brought up my brother uh, on the podcast this uh, in the last few months because he turned 62 back in June and was like, well, I guess I could turn it on just because it's there. So, you know, same kind of thing. A lot of people do that. Uh, 40% of men and nearly 35% of women claiming at this age. What's your thoughts on that? It's probably not the right decision for them. I mean, sometimes it is. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. There's a lot of people like in your brother's scenario that you're eligible, quote, unquote, at 62. So, yeah, I don't really need it, but maybe I should turn it on. I'm going right. to, you know, bank it. Let me I get don't it really while need I it, But there's a lot of factors that go into that. And it really comes down to understanding Social Security and where does it fit and is it the right decision, you know, and understanding, too, Another big misconception with Social Security that we often get is that retirement and Social Security claiming aren't the same. You can retire, right. but that doesn't mean you have to turn on Social Security. True. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe there's a better age, a different you know, option for you that would fit better in your scenario. Right. And we've talked before where sometimes people view it as a standalone piece. It's like I have a 401k. Okay, so in the Michigan area, maybe you're lucky. Maybe you have a pension, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yep. okay, whether you have one or not, but you're like, I have this and I have this. Oh, and then I have Social Security instead of making it part of the inclusive strategy. Right. It's part of the overall strategy. And for a lot of people, in fact, the part of the study um, that, that we had looked at was those that are 65 or older. Mm -hmm. I mean, the majority of those, Social Security makes up probably 50% or more of their income. Oh, you know, wow. So it's a, okay, a, yeah. a big piece of their income. Right. Um, but then there's another group that uh, about one in five that makes up 90% of their income. You know, yeah. so I mean, if you're in that group, you don't have as many options. It is what oh, it is. I need yeah. the income, right? You know, so Social Security is, is an option to turn on. Right. But if you're in a group that it's, you know, it's not making up the vast majority of your income where you do have some options, then put some thought into when the right age in, in Social Security strategy is for you. Well, so part of that conversation, and we can kind of maybe get off topic a little bit, but, you know, it's like there's a lot of you you actually can get a lot of money from social security, maybe more than it was ever really truly intended. In many oh, cases, absolutely. more than you actually ever put in. If you really sit down and do the math, it's not like you're getting exactly back what you put in, depending on how long you live, right? It could be less. If you don't live very long, it could be more. And I think people underestimate how much money they could actually potentially get from social security. Yeah. And I, I think social security is, and I often tell clients this, I think it's one of the most underestimated pieces of retirement. Yeah. Because kind of like you were saying, oh, and then I've got oh, Social Security. But yeah, that's, you know, I'm not worried about that. 
Right. Well, maybe you should be. Put some thought into it because it can be a big number. Big number. So just to give some some kind of scenario around this or some numbers around it, if you run the math on somebody that their full retirement age is 66, they can get 100% of their benefit at that age. Right. <clears throat> if they were to file at 62 versus age 70, right? So the amount they would get at age 70 is 76% more than what they would get at 62. That's now, big. granted, that's eight years worth of benefits that you haven't collected. You know, and that's kind of the other side of the coin you have to understand. And that's the whole concept of break even of, yeah, I can get this big number over here if I wait till 70. Right. But I've given up eight years or four years or whatever that math is for you of benefits waiting. You know, what is my break even? How long do I have to live to, to make up for that lost benefit? Well, like so many things in life, we're, we're betting, you know, we're, we're playing, we're, we're gambling a little bit, right? How long are yep. you going to live? You know, we've joked many times, if you could tell us when you're going to pass away, you could retrofit an amazing. Oh, I've got the perfect plan. I mean, it's going to, you know, but yeah, that's the piece that none of us know, nor we probably don't want to know either. I don't want to know, no, you know what that know. day is. It's, you know. Boy, that would, ooh, that'd be interesting, <laughs> wouldn't it? You'd be Dude, it's, it's, it's funny, a little bit off topic, but I used to um, have this uh, software that I use that, gave some scientific statistical analysis of what life expectancy would be, you know, and it, yeah. they would go through and answer these questions and, and it would come back and say, okay, well, your life expectancy is this, you know, and, and I had several clients that would do that. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't really like that because now I've got that age stuck in my mind. That that's it. You know, it's, it's it. 82 is my age. And yeah. You know, that means I only got 10 years left. Well, I have only 10 years. That's, you know, that's not enough. Or, oh, no, I hear you. Know, you. So. I hear you. Uh, most of the men in my family on my dad's side passed away uh, fairly early, and I've already had open heart surgery at a young age. And it's like, I tell my wife all the time, I was like, I think I'll be lucky if I make it to 70. And, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, man, that means I got 20 years left, you know? And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. If that uh, yeah. was true. But then again, yeah. I'm also just totally speculating. Uh, you know, I, I might wind up living to 90, you know, so I, I'm certainly not going to plan uh, to run out of money at 70 just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, life expectancy is, is one of the unknowns. You yeah. know, you've got to use some judgment around when you think that is going to be. Yeah, look at family history a, that potentially plays that into helps, it. Right. But, yeah. you know, you, but the reality is, too, lifestyle probably plays more into it than family history unless there's some kind of a genetic scenario like you right. mentioned in your family with yeah. you know, heart condition. Well, let's kind of bring this back into to Social Security a little bit. So sure. COVID, let's kind of talk a little bit about how this has done some things. Uh, it plays into decisions for many things. There are about 3 million fewer workers over the age of 55 in July than there was back in February, according to this. Uh, and for many in that age group that are over the age of 62, Social Security is a big chunk, uh, as some of those numbers that you just indicated, to yeah. replacing their income. And so it can really weigh in. That was the other conversation with my brother. We'll kind of bring that back around to that. I was like, well, if it doesn't make sense, why would you turn it on at 62 if you're going to continue to be working? You're working a full-time right. job. You're making too much anyway. You'd be giving too much back. So, you know, he's trying to push till full retirement age. For him, it's 66 in like eight months or something. Some months, or, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, it really comes back to understanding, you know, what your options are with social security. So some of these individuals that unfortunately in this COVID environment, maybe have lost their position, you know, maybe it was a temporary and turned into a permanent layoff at this point. Right. You know, so now they're looking at options and saying, you know what, well, yeah, I, I'm over 62. So I could file for social security, you know, 
Absolutely. If you need run it, the math to see that that's an option you have. And, and when you look at factors that play into the decision, the need for social security as an income, that that's one of them. You know, yep. if you need the income, that's an option. Yep. You know, maybe it is the right decision then for you to file early based on that scenario at that point. You know, but if you are filing early, just understand that from 62 or whatever the age is until your full retirement age, if you do decide to go back to work or go back to work, um, you know, get another job at some point, you now are going to be forced to have this limit that once you exceed it, you're going to have to start paying back or losing some of that Social Security benefit. Yeah. You know, so like in your brother's scenario, a lot of times, especially if you're continuing to work, it's not going to make sense to file because you might not even get the benefit anyways because right. you're earning too much income and you're going to end up losing the benefit. What are the factors that play into it? That number one is going to be, do I need the income? Right. You know, it's an option. If you're over 62, yeah, okay, now Social Security is in play, so to speak, and you can elect it. You're entitled to it if you've earned the right number of quarters and all the different factors that play into it. Right. So, okay, look at that as an option, but that's not necessarily the only option. Understand pros and cons of, of doing it. Once One of the disadvantages of filing for Social Security is once you file, you're locked in. Right. Now, there is one exception. you got 12 months that if you figure out in that first 12 months that it right. wasn't the right decision, you can pay back all the money you collected. And that's right. the key. You got to have the money saved somewhere to pay it back. I don't think they let you make payments either. No, it's not a payment. It's, you know, <laughs> here it is. You got to pay it back. Right. Um, and then you can reset the clock and resend a mulligan, so to speak, on your social security. But you get right. to do you it once, yeah. you know, and you're done. Yeah. So you better make sure you understand the options and what the right strategy is to begin with. Yeah. So. There is some confusion around social security when it comes to taxes as well. We'll, be, we'll wrap up here pretty quickly, but I wanted to touch on this. Yep. Um, 15, is, it, is this right? 15% of our social security is basically tax free, but 85 up to 85% could be, doesn't always, but it could be taxed. Yep. Is that correct? Absolutely. And that, that social security is, is from a tax standpoint is very misunderstood. And it's a pretty convoluted formula you have to go through of figuring what your provisional income is, they call it, which is this threshold that you compare to a table then to determine how much of your benefit is taxed at whatever your tax rate is. Okay. You know, so a lot of times when you talk about 85%, well, that's not the tax rate. That's just how much of the benefit is taxed. Is taxed. At right. whatever your tax rate is. Right. So if it's but, 12%, it's 12%. Right. But bottom line is at the end of the day, at least the way the law is written right now, worst case scenario, 15% of it's tax free. Okay. You know, you're only paying tax in 85% of it. And that's very often overlooked, but something we're always planning around with clients of, yeah. you know, maybe it makes sense to, to spend some of those other assets first, IRAs, 401ks, things like that, which are 100% taxed. Let your social security benefit grow. And if we can reposition the income structure to where social security makes up a bigger piece of your income now, mm -hmm. maybe we can drop the taxability of social security. You know, so there's unfortunately no easy answer to that besides running the math and, and really seeing how it plays out. Yeah. But it's a, the tax favored side of social security is very often overlooked and you have to understand it. It's a big part of the, the retirement picture. Well, like anything, you know, when to claim social security and that was kind of today's conversation was the claiming decision. Uh, it's a big one and it can be, and then we didn't even really get much into, you know, the survivorship or the spousal situation. And there's Yeah, there's a whole other scenario on that that really plays in. We're talking about life expectancy. You have to look beyond you and look if you're married at out of the two of you, who's going to live the longest potentially. 
you know, and then what that benefit should be for them. So it could be for them. And there's different ways of doing things for couples versus single. And that, you know, some of that stuff was removed, but again, it's all part of really having a conversation. So try not to view it as this, Oh, and I have social security. If you're doing a good job, if you've been working towards retirement and you've got a lot of things uh, kind of, you know, built up, you've got all these puzzle pieces in place. That's great. But make sure you're including social security in that total planning process, kind of that whole uh, pie, if you will. And that way you kind of have that structure a little bit better. And of course, if you need help with that, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast. We try to share some hopefully useful nuggets of information and uh, learn you something along the way. Uh, so if you need some help, you got some questions, you know what to do about now. But if not, let me remind you, reach out to Phil at 248-888-7530, 248-888-7530. You can also find all you need to know at philstaxhacks.com. Uh, you can get a hold of Phil that way. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can check out the video links. You can do all sorts of things. So just go to philstaxhacks.com or call them if you need some help. And you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and so on and so forth. Stay safe and sane, folks. We'll see you next time here on the podcast. We'll talk to you later here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy